two humorous nurses would like to acknowledge the true custodians of the land in which we record our podcast, the Yorta Yorta people. We pay our respects to Elders past and present and extend our respects to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders listening today. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Two humorous nurses with Kelly and Alicia. Podcast that believes a good kid is one that sleeps. Welcome to Two Humorous Nurses, where we plan to bring you funny, informal, conversational chat about all things nursing. Today we have a special guest and a past colleague of mine, Nikita Rodriguez. Nikita is a perianesthetic nurse, wife and mum, and owner of her very own child and infant sleep consultancy service. Welcome sleep nurse Nikita. (laughs) Bye. When we do these, we always like to start with the nursing uh, background. So do you want to tell us a little bit about you and your nursing career? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) She's off to a good start. (laughs) Um, Yes. So I studied through La Trobe University. Um, From there, I did a grad year. I was able to get some experience in surgical ward rehab ward and then I specialized in theater and that's where we met yes Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I decided that I really liked theater and wanted to get some more experience there so I ended up doing my peri-up certificate and I have been there for eight years since it didn't have anything to do with your now husband working there (laughs) (laughs) A little bit, yes. (laughs) So I guess leading into that, like you're a successful nurse with an anaesthetist for a husband, like why did you start your own business? Um, This was not the path that I expected to go down, especially when I first started nursing. Um, It was like a combination of factors. When I had my daughter, she did not sleep for more than two hours at a time as for the first eight months of her life. So (laughs) we were exhausted. Um, We decided to hire a sleep consultant and she completely changed our lives. We were functioning so much better on sleep. (laughs) Funny that. And yeah, (laughs) and I learned like so much in that time from her and had such a positive experience. So apart from that, I was also lucky enough to take a two-year maternity leave And during the second year of my maternity leave, I decided that I wanted to diversify my investments. I was a bit bored. I wanted to think about something else other than when's next snack time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The area that I live in does not have many sleep consultants. So I decided Mm. that it might be a good avenue to go down. And I studied and then opened up Sleep Nurse Nikita. On that, what kind of training did you have to do? Like what did you do to become your the sleep consultant? Is that what you call yourself, a sleep consultant? Yeah. So I started you do adults. With... My kid sleeps fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I was gonna say this this woman here needs some serious help in the sleep department. Uh that's out of my scope of practice. <laughs> Um, so I studied with the Sleep Nanny Academy and she, well, that's a online self-paced certificate based in the UK. And that took me four months um, to complete. 
I had to do three practice families, like case studies, and that kind of felt like a nursing placement. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I had to do online workshops uh, weekly at 7 a.m. because it oh, was the UK time difference. <laughs> <laughs> and then participate in group discussions. And I had assignments and an exam to do as well. Gosh, mm. that's so intensive. I was saying to Kelly, like, I feel like um, when I – because you and I have kind of worked together like uh, on some level um, because my, the regular podcast listeners will know that Ollie's a fucking nightmare. She had been overnight until <laughs> I started talking to you. And now I just, I see the light and like my life has changed so much. Anyway, and I said to Kelly, I'm like, you know, anyone who kind of like starts their own business, like, um, you know, from a nursing perspective, like I would look at that and be like slightly skeptical like I've never worked with a sleep consultant before and like to be mm. honest I actually like rejected the idea my, and it was probably because my mother-in-law suggested it and you know when your mother-in-law <laughs> suggests things you're like you're not always that wrapped about it but um initially I was like that's crazy like why would I involve a stranger into my um into my world I guess and what and would then, they know exactly, about my, my family exactly and then when I, when exactly. I saw that you were opening yours um, because obviously I like I follow you on Instagram and stuff because we had worked together and I was like, right, if anyone is gonna help me, I don't care if she's been in business a year, a month, a week, 10 years, whatever, like let's do this because I need some fucking help. <laughs> and um, I literally I just said to Kelly, I'm like, you you are already so expert at this. Like I feel like this is like I see the stuff that you post and like the conversations that you and I had had. I'm like, I've been mothering this kid for two and a half years and I've fucked it all up. Like, <laughs> And then like just the things that you had suggested and like the, you know, the way that you were able to just like non-judgmentally like, and you also made me feel like I was doing really good things even though I probably was still fucking it up. Um, but You were, yeah, you were doing like, a good job. I just feel like it was, it. you know, I feel like you were totally meant to do this so um, thank you <laughs> for this public service that you were doing parents in 2023. Um, but <laughs> I want to know, um, how do you feel that your nursing background has supported your transition into like business and then specifically sleep, I guess? Um, so there was definitely some crossover with the study that I did and the medical conditions that were covered in my study. So we covered things like OSA reflux, teething, um, viruses and how they affect sleep. Um, also, we spoke about Pavlov classical conditioning. Ah. Um, <laughs> Good old yeah. Pavlov. <laughs> <laughs> um, learning to link one thing with another without noticing. We also talked about Skinner operant conditioning, which is like the positive and negative intermittent reinforcement. Mm. Um, and nursing also helped me by having the problem solving mindset. Mm -hmm. So being able to rule things out, rule things in with, um, the data that I've collected. So like a child might be overtired from not getting enough day sleep and then you work from there. It's almost like you're taking a history of the presenting complaint, <laughs> like yeah, assessing exactly. them and their needs. And then I exactly. guess coming up with interventions, is that like, I feel like I feel like you've totally bossed like, me. I feel like also you're like a psychologist now and you've like manipulated me into making my kids sleep good. 
But it's probably just because <laughs> yeah. we don't we don't see it, like because mm. we're in the moment. Yeah. We're tired. If you don't, if you can't see what, like you think you're doing everything, but maybe there's just like one step that you're missing or something. Oh, mate, I, I'll tell everyone. I was hardcore about Ollie going to bed at 7 o'clock at night. I was like, there is no effing way you are going to bed after like, after 7.30. Oh, my God, I Absolutely was like not. 6 p.m. I was 6 p.m. until she was 8. Right. Like, all no, that, that's all, a it was like, like thirty. It was like a few, a few tweaks here and there, but the major change that Nikita helped me with was like, well, this was after I'd decided that no one knew anything. I didn't know anything. Ollie didn't know anything. You fuckers didn't know anything, and I was just gonna abandon everything. I literally was like, Ollie, you want to call the shots? Go for it, mate. And it was a complete fucking disaster. Yeah, because she's two. <laughs> <laughs> And then I was talking to Nikita and I was like, right, okay, I think I'm actually ready. I'm past my mental breakdown and I'm, I'm ready to, um, anyway, I pushed her bedtime back by an hour and now it's so funny, Nikita, you'll love this this morning. So she woke up once last night, straight back to bed, like no problem. And Good. this morning she woke up and comes into my bedroom and goes, I did it, mummy. Like, you did what? <laughs> I sleep in my bed all night. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so proud of herself. I mean, most mornings she opens the door and says, I'm back. I'm like, great. <laughs> That's so funny. I could just see her doing it. Oh, it's so funny. Shit. I'm back. A lot of parents, new parents, don't consider the sleep. Everyone says, you, like, you're not going to sleep. Don't even worry about it. My kids slept. I didn't have any issues. She slept all, like, literally slept all the time. Always slept as a baby until she got sick, like, with the mm. allergy stuff, and then it all Millie just kind just, of went out the window. I reckon it's because she was a Nikki baby, so she didn't have to have noise. Even now she's 10, she sleeps with a light on and uh, radio on. <laughs> Nikki So baby. she come in to tell me that the queen had died because she heard it before me <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> um. Do you have any like real simple tips that might apply to uh, most parents out there? That's probably really hard because obviously it's a really um, personal thing, sleep, as we know, Ollie and, and other babies. But is there any simple tips that new parents could could implement from day one? I don't know, try yeah. and make their lives better. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, first of all, I was one of those parents who had absolutely no idea. And after being told, oh, you're not going to sleep and you just don't realize it until you're actually in the thick of sleep deprivation. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you feel like you tell yourself that people said this was going to happen? People said when we got pregnant that you're never going to sleep again. So you just assume that everyone else is going through what you're going through. Exactly. Mm. Um, I feel like one of the biggest tips is to manage your expectations. Like you see all of these people saying like some babies, some unicorn babies might sleep through the night when they're younger or older before 12 months. But a lot of babies don't usually sleep through the night until they're fully established on solids, which would happen between eight to 12 months. Um, but yeah, if it happens earlier, that's amazing. But you see a lot of parents posting about it um, and it's hard comparing your sleep journey with another mm-hmm. family's mm-hmm. and I feel like that would cause unnecessary anxiety and guilt because every baby slash child has different sleep needs and mm-hmm. a different temperament. Um, and they're also, not meant to sleep through at that age anyway, are they? Like they're not designed no. to sleep 12 hours straight. 
And if you Google like how much sleep should my two-year-old get, it's like, well, overnight they should be getting 11 to 14 hours. I'm like, well, that's a big difference. Like give me a specific like time to put them to bed, time that they'll wake up. That doesn't happen. Exactly. No. And also there are no bad habits when it comes to sleep. Um, People say, oh, you can spoil your baby if you cuddle them too much or you can cause bad habits if you're feeding them to sleep. But if you're feeding to sleep, rocking to sleep, cutting to sleep, if it works for your family, that's completely fine. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And they're only forever. When it stops working for you. That's when it becomes a problem. There's no exactly being in their parents' bed. I mean, no, I'm just saying there is not not against the parents' will though. Adults, no, please. Eventually, they'll go sleep in their own bed. Yeah, <laughs> if it works for the family, that's fine. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, you can set up like a sleep conductive environment so you can make sure it's dark if it's light outside. Um, you can place a white noise, have a, uh, a specific temperature if you can. So between 18 and 22 degrees is the perfect temperature for sleep. Um, not too hot and not too cold. And you can also set up a simple wind down routine. You can set up a wind down routine from six weeks old and that you can do that from naps and bedtime. And it's just the same sequence every time it doesn't matter what it is what your family yeah. wants to do mm-hmm. as long as it's the same sequence it's predictable I feel like mine and... gets longer and longer every month well we we still have the same <laughs> can. I still have the same bedtime routine and if it's if it's thrown out it doesn't matter what time it is if it's thrown out it, it's probably why I don't sleep but Amelia has the same bedtime routine too like it's yeah. the same steps it doesn't matter what time of night it is nah, mine's different every single night and could be a different time every night Sometimes I'll shower, sometimes yeah, it works. Sometimes I'll read, sometimes I don't. works for your little <laughs> my brain. brain. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't, I just, yeah, I don't know. I get the, I think sleep routine is like the setup routine is good. And the whole get off your phone, like it's, I'm talking adults now, but if you get off your phone, if your baby's on a phone. <laughs> oh, we started sliding the TV off before, like at dinner you know, time. I just can't do it. Oh. I literally go to bed, lay on my phone. And then put my phone down and roll over. And you need to sleep. re-listen to our sleep episode, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> how did you learn, like, how do you learn to set up a business? So, like, you're a nurse. You Have you ever owned a business before? And now you, no. like, have this beautiful business. Like, how did you um, learn to set up your business? And, like, are you connected with other sleep consultants? Like, talk us through that process. Because I'm sure that there would be people listening mm. that are considering um, you know, doing a side hustle like we are, we we think we're doing a side hustle. We're still not quite sure. Um, <laughs> but I'm sure that there's people out there like wanting to set up a business, especially like with the Great Resignation and things that have happened after COVID. Like people are changing their priorities, and and um, I don't know. Ward nursing seems like it's never been so shit. But um, yeah, talk us through like that process. So the certificate that I completed was actually a half sleep consultant slash half business certificate so um, it taught me how to set up my business how to do terms and conditions what to expect how to set up my packages and programs yes Um, so I could have done a certificate without that but I just thought that this had so much more to offer to me because I honestly had no idea when it's become yeah business And you honestly like seeing like your terms and conditions and seeing like all the legal stuff that you had 
um, that you'd sent out to me and, and your survey and everything. I was like, wow, like this would have taken so much time and so much thought. Um, yeah, it's very it really does. <laughs> um, I also like received a toolkit um, from my academy, which was like performance tools, like daily trackers, core critique sheets, bookkeeping. Mm-hmm. Um, I also asked from uh, a local sleep consultant and her name's Crystal from Nurturing Baby Sleep. Uh, she's around this area. So I just asked just some um, questions about because the, the course I did was based in the UK and I wanted to yeah. see if there was any crossover. Yeah. So you have you have one child and I you said to me that you've just gone back to from maternity leave. How are you balancing, you know, motherhood, being a wife, being a nurse, being a sleep consultant and just like finding time for you? <laughs> I'm still that? figuring that out. Yeah. <laughs> we all are. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like that's a never ending journey for most people. <laughs> That's right. Um, I do most of my work during nap time and just after bedtime. Uh, I do send out my expectations as a sleep consultant to my clients, like um, in terms of me replying to their messages and emails. So I give a 12-hour grace period um, before I say that I will reply, but I usually reply within an hour. And then on the weekend, <laughs> like I've set a boundary, but man, <laughs> I just can't help it seeing that notification on my phone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's like a drug to you at the moment. You're like, I'm so good at fixing sleep. I'm gonna fix it. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, lately, uh, last Tuesday, I had to post on my Instagram. Um, mm as people were messaging me for advice, which is fine. I'm happy to give a little bit of advice, but they don't even ask, hello, how are you? Uh, yeah. Um, they just tell me all about them and their situation, but there's no common courtesy. Um, so I did have to post a bit of housekeeping on my Instagram, which was disappointing, but it had to be done. I see that a bit actually. And I think people just assume because they might, feel like they know you that they or you know they they have because I think what we don't realize about Instagram is we have a relationship with the people that we follow that we make up in our heads <laughs> yes and we don't so they're just being like oh maybe like Nikita can help me so instead of just sending a message saying like hey Nikita like I really enjoy your page I have a bit of a problem or you know do you have 10 minutes to help me or something they just just be like oh my kid won't go down to sleep you know what can I do? And there's that no, like you say, no common courtesy of backwards and forwards of just or reaching just out. acknowledging that you're a business owner. It would be yeah. like going into the fish and chip shop and being like, got any leftovers? I'm pretty hungry. <laughs> like dinner people time. wouldn't do that. Like, <laughs> but then they're messaging you as an online, like as a business, yeah. being like, hey, give me a freebie. I'm sure that people just don't realise and I do, I have seen other businesses post very similar, like, posts to you because, honestly, you don't owe anyone anything. And no. just because your online presence is there, if they really wanted to engage with you, they just message you and ask you about what services you offer or something. Like, people are more than willing to help and provide 
advice, which I'm sure you would do, but if you've got 10, 15 people hitting you up with the same stuff, you're like, well, that's not what I'm here for. I'm yeah. not a, I don't hand out freebies. Right. Like you say, you, you don't but go you and get do a free... actually hand out freebies because when you do your Q and A, you're like, ask me questions and I will answer them in the stories. Like, and that's people's opportunity to get those yeah, of that's free advice. Right. And like, I think feel like people just taking advantage of your good nature by messaging you. They are. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I love that you like you obviously thought really carefully about who you were going to train with and what kind of like how they were going to set you up to be successful. And I feel like people don't think about that when they go and do a course. Mm. I definitely didn't think about that. And now when I think, cause I've always wanted now, like since having Ollie, I really want to do like childbirth education, but, but now I'm like, I feel like that would be something that I would really consider going forward now, making sure that the the place that I train with are really going to mm. give me support and give me guidance on how to start a business. Because as much mm-hmm. as I've run a lawn mowing and gardening business from the side, <laughs> I definitely have not done anything in the nursing space. Well, and then I talk, we kind of own a podcast, but well, we don't do anything. <laughs> we don't, like, do, anything. We don't just, do any business. We just, There's no, no terms and conditions. No, yeah. definitely no terms and conditions. <laughs> What's been some of the biggest challenges or surprises that you've found since starting your business? Uh, one of the biggest challenges would have to be of letting go of the fear of failure. Mm-hmm. Um, also the self-doubt and imposter syndrome. Yeah. Um, so you're telling me I should go and be a childbirth educator? <laughs> yes. <laughs> or she should. Yes. Just pop this kid out first <laughs> and like. Settle yourself down. Everything then... you just said are all the reasons I haven't gone and done it. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. No, that's right. Um, I think that you need a positive, successful mindset. And if you don't believe in yourself, who will? Mm. Um, one of the biggest surprises is how much support that I received on my journey. And this came from family, friends, colleagues, uh, people in our community who I haven't met, businesses um, who I haven't had anything to do with have been really supportive and just getting my name out there, Um, even willing to take my business cards or sharing my Instagram page on their social media. Um, So they really made an effort to spread the word and it's, heartwarming and I feel incredibly lucky to have received this type of support so early in my journey. Mm, absolutely. I love that. I love this I like community a- really does support other small businesses, especially businesses of women, w- women-led business, women-run businesses. <laughs> I was thinking about all of the people who were like, I was that sleep-deprived parent once. Give me those cards and I will give them to all the parents with bags under their yeah. eyes. and I feel like too as much as nursing is kind of a shit show at the moment and whenever I meet a new nurse I'm like come and work with us come to the dark side and then when they're like no I'm actually going to go and do my diabetes education I'm like good for you bitch you go do that and get (laughs) that go girl as much as you kind of want everyone to come and fill all your staff shortages when they tell you that they're doing something great you're like fuck yeah like you do you and um you know don't worry about us. We'll get on with it. Yeah. Carry the load. But that's the good thing about nursing is that you can diversify literally into anywhere and you can still do your bedside nursing alongside your business if that's what you want. Like you don't have to pick Mm. and choose between. It's not one or the other. Like it's, you know, we are super lucky. We're so lucky we get to work point one or point two. 
or casual right. like in a, uh, or full time Kelly <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing two shifts a week now and alongside this and that's yeah. enough <laughs> yeah definitely. yeah yeah and it, it's you know and eventually it might get to the point where you don't have to do those point two but I mean I remember when maybe we... she wants to maybe she's just yeah, that's exactly right. sucking mucus out of people's mouths I love it. <laughs> you, you do anesthetics? Yeah. No. Yes. <laughs> I, I did three days of my two-week anesthetic placement in, in my grad year, and then I was like, can I please go to the day unit? I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and the anaesthetist was like, well, I got to put in one LMA, and I was like, that's fun. Let's go. I'm out of here. <laughs> I've done that now. Yeah, and it was so funny. She was like, we're actually short in the, like, you know, where they, well, I can't remember what it's called, DPU. We're actually short in there, so you can go there. And I was like, yes, Great. just go and fix everyone up from their scopes. I had no intention of doing anesthetics. I hated recovery. I love seeing. Nah, we like the I don't opposite. know how we're even friends. I uh, know. Yeah. <laughs> you two are so different. I know. And literally the moment I left theatre, I've been telling everyone that I can't wait to go back to theatre. Oh, same. Like, well, I'm never last, going back. For the last seven years, I'm like, <laughs> I will be going back to theatre one day. That is where I belong. That's what I want to do. And here I am seven years on, like, fucking around. Although I'm making pretty good money, but I'm fucking around. Fucking around, yeah. <laughs> having babies. Having babies, yeah. That's What's right, having babies. Who might want to start a business. Like, you've done it. You obviously did it whilst on maternity leave, which is, like, that shit crazy. Yeah. You did it. <laughs> what did you try and do on maternity leave? Your alert course. Oh, that was <laughs> disaster. Didn't even finish it. <laughs> And then they gave me an extension and I still didn't finish. Anyway, advice for nurses who might want to go the side hustle route or just the hustle route. Yeah. It would be to think about what is your passion and what do you enjoy doing. Mm. Um, to have a chat with your support network and if you need to do some extra courses or study, get them on board. Um, do get them on board to look it. after your children while you study. Got it. Exactly. do research about the business that you want to start so the type of hours its demands the pay um. yeah (laughs) actually I have a serious question just to interrupt you about how do you how do you figure out how what to charge people how do you know what your worth is like did was this something that you had to like consult with other people about or were you just like, this is the minimum I'm willing to accept? Like, how does that work? Because we actually struggle with that as podcasters, like knowing what to charge people when we really can't find anyone or we don't mm. know anyone that's really like hitting the same numbers as us or like, you know, that are in the same market. Like it's it's really difficult for mm. us. So um, if you can help us out <laughs> a bit more. <laughs> I just did my research um, with other businesses and, found out how much they were charging and yeah. just sort of went along with that. Yeah. Cause you um, want to be competitive. You don't want to be too cheap and you don't want to be a rip off. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also think if you just give it a go, um, you're never going to know if you're going to like something, if you mm. don't do it. That's so exactly. True. Just jump in. What's the worst that can happen? You lose all your money and fail miserably. Yeah. yeah, but you're a nurse. So you just go back to bedside, suck it up, make some uh, some uh, penalty so rates, and yeah, just do a few like, Sundays. Oh, well. be right. Yeah. <laughs> do, do a few Saturday night shift in charge. When you just head back and they'll be like, oh, what happened? You'll be like, well, it just wasn't for me. 
Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really like just it. Just buy and say your Instagram got hacked and you had to buy back all your followers. Yeah. I just <laughs> really missed you on the ward. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I no. Bedside is where my heart patient is. Patient contact. Really. Yeah. <laughs> lies. Lies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Tell us your Instagram. I literally like, I make all of our Instagram artwork. Ellie, I'm not allowed to touch the Instagram feed. But Alicia I'm not is that good at it. No, I really am not even that good at it. I do the bare minimum to get by. Like, I don't make infographics. I don't make anything interesting. Like, it's literally the same fucking imprint, like, on every post. And um, I need to know, like, how I'm looking do you... up your Instagram now just to um see what it, it looks like because I never look at anyone's feed. That's Nikita why I don't think it, it right. Do you want to know? Nikita did it right. She did her promo photos first and then started a business. <laughs> Yes, I did. <laughs> she didn't use iPhone. her iPhone. What? <laughs> um, Snapchat. So tell Crazy. us. Tell us how you. No, that's her there. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Just tell us how. How do you? How do you know how to do this? Um, I'm actually really terrible with anything technology. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to and do she it, but does I was an online business. it's been a steep learning curve you did really Um, well to get onto this zoom meeting i did i had to have help (laughs) (laughs) um i tried to uh do my social media but i was spending hours trying to use canva yes Uh, (laughs) yeah that's Um, that's what i use (laughs) (laughs) i was not getting anywhere and it was still looking shit (laughs) So I did what any good nurse would do and I delegated it. So Outsourced it, yeah. <laughs> yes. How did you, okay, Gab, can you tell me how you found someone to do that? Yeah, so I have a social media manager and she's also a good friend of mine and friends, my friend's name is Lacey. Um, so she did a course in social media management. Yeah. And I was her guinea pig as her first <sighs> Mm. profile to manage that's awesome um so I give her all of the information that I'd like to post and she makes it look all pretty for me she does oh that's very pretty um she puts together all my reels my q a's quizzes I'm on tiktok which I don't even have a personal tiktok (laughs) (laughs) neither do I oh that's brilliant do we um, need a social media manager? <laughs> Maybe. Good investment. We might need to get Lacey's uh, Yeah, details. we might have to get Lacey's details. <laughs> yeah. um, and she does my Facebook posts and now we're currently working on my website design and email mm. marketing. So that's oh, exciting. Yeah. My Instagram would definitely not be this well-established without her help. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I think, I think, when you start a business, like for us, for instance, we did not think we were starting a business. We thought we were starting a shit post, like a shit take podcast. And we didn't think anyone would listen to it. So we really didn't consider any of the business aspects to, to having a podcast. Yeah. And and also like when you start a business in 2023, you're not just starting a business. You're starting an Instagram, a TikTok, yes. a Facebook, um, a LinkedIn, uh, email marketing, like you literally a website, like we literally have only just started a private Facebook page because we're like, there's probably lots of people on Facebook that are missing out on Insta. Like, on Insta. So mm, that was the yes. only reason we did it because we felt like there's another demographic and there's probably people that would listen to us if they even knew we existed. It's so, but it's so hard. And I think you've done the smart thing. Yeah, like, right from the start. Yeah. Oh, 
makes yeah. so much sense. Are there any, um, like when sh- this, this is off, sorry, I'm going off script here, but when should people seek sleep consultancy? Mm-hmm. Should they wait until they're Alicia and they're like, you know, about ready to murder their child? In your ass. Or like what, what point do you think that it should trigger in someone's head? Maybe they should give you a call. I usually get contacted in the middle of the night. (laughs) (laughs) At 1am DM. Oh, that's great. Yes. So you think Um, you're 1am. Yeah. (laughs) So I know exactly what those parents have been through that night. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would suggest contacting a little bit earlier, but it's hard to reach out for help. I recognise that. And um, not everybody has the financial stability to do that as well. Yeah. Uh, So preferably before you're in the real depths of sleep deprivation. Yeah. Yeah. I wish that I had a... I wish I had have thought of you so much earlier. Like for me, I base a lot of my like parenting... do like a lot of my parenting like standards and things that I do as a parent I base it on the people around me and like I think a lot of people do like there's mothers that you look up to and you ask them for advice like Jess is one of them and she's so hard with her kids with bedtime Mm -hmm. and her kids all sleep so from day dot I've been like well I'm gonna do what you do whereas but our kids are very different and Mm -hmm. like she's done it three times and here I am doing it the first time and you parent differently like Mm -hmm. whether it's your first kid or your third kid and and like so I think I was really basing a lot of my choices and about and the things that I thought were right based on like other people's experience. And I think the benefit of of consulting with you was that it was all about me and her. Mm. And it was all about like our family and about and I think that's something that you forget that that these kids, they're individuals, like and and your your like your your family is is its own kind of identity and comparing and doing what other people are doing and that not working and then you feeling desperate like why isn't this working when it works for other people and Mm. you know that I totally get why people message you at one o'clock in the morning because it's the only time that their friends are sleeping and they can't message them so they message you (laughs) I've never thought of that (laughs) they can't I can't message my they're like doom scrolling through Instagram hashtag sleep deprivation yeah yeah. (laughs) exactly you should add that to your hashtag list Yes, yeah. yes, I should. <laughs> yeah, I feel super fortunate Amelia slept. Like we um I was obviously very sleep deprived in the in the start because we had to do strict three hourly feeding because she was so premmy. Yes. And so, you know, by the time you feed, pump, resettle, but she by resettling, I mean just put her back in the cot because yes. I didn't have time for that. <laughs> and then try and go back to sleep. Like I was sleeping, I don't think I slept longer than like an hour and 45 minutes at a time in the first sort of eight to nine weeks that she was oh, born. Wow. And I remember one night <laughs> I woke up in the morning and it was 5.30 a.m. And I was like, oh, my God, I didn't do the 2 o'clock feed. And my the bottle was still on my bedside table like full. And I was like, where's my phone? Where's my phone? And I was fully dressed. And I, I literally only ever slept in like knickers and a T-shirt. I was fully dressed. No shoes, but fully clothed. Yeah. My I could not find my phone anywhere. <laughs> my phone was in my wardrobe, like in my top drawer, like in my knicker drawer, turned off. <laughs> what? Like, so oh. at some point at two o'clock, I've obviously woken up to my alarm, fully turned my phone off, gotten dressed, but gone back to bed. 
not and giving not her a feed. <laughs> she she didn't care. She slept all the way through. She never woke. Like I used to feed her asleep. And then yeah, I I like panicked. I was like crying because she missed a feed and like she was gonna, you know, I'm starving her, which is like not the case. But it was like that first night where the doctor was like, You can let a demand feed tonight. I was like, what? <laughs> and she just slept. I had still had to get up and feed her after five hours because I was like, you get, what the hell are you doing, mate? And, like, I can count on less, like, less than one hand how many bad nights we had where they were, like, crying all night. Oh. And I remember the first one and I was sitting on the edge of the bed and I was holding Amelia, like, literally to my boobs and rocking backwards and forwards mm. holding her because she'd cried for, like, four hours and Cam said to me, what do you need? And I was like, nothing, because she didn't want him. We yeah. cried that. And he yeah. just rolled over and patted me on the back and he said, please don't shake the baby. And I just <laughs> burst out laughing. <laughs> and I put her back in the cot and I walked into the bathroom and I sat down and I just cried and cried and cried. And then I walked back in, picked her up, went downstairs, made a coffee and just was like, it's 2 a.m. We're just going to start the day. Yeah. And, like, and just slept when she slept for the whole day. But I... I honestly feel like when everyone talks about it, I'm like, like I didn't really have that. Like she was so good. And um, I feel like we were blessed until, until Ollie got sick, like in January with allergies and like, she pretty Mm -hmm. much had like diarrhea and vomiting every day for a month. Because you um, were microdosing her with peanut butter. Killing her with peanut butter. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and then it was like, we made every possible adjustment to try to help her get to sleep. And we, and then when you say like that, there's no bad habits. It's like it's true because it, you know we were doing what we had to get to do to get through, and that that meant disassembling the cot, which was a fucking nightmare. Like we had an 18 month old out of a cot, which was just crazy. She and, was um, okay with it. She was okay with it. Yeah. Um. She was actually pretty. She was great with it, but it was keeping her in it that was the difficulty. <laughs> yeah. And um. But it was the only way that we could we could sit in her room and pat her or we could sit on her bed with her or sleep with her. Like it was the only way that we could get through. And then it wasn't until, and and I knew in that moment, like this cannot sustain, we cannot sustain this, you know? And so I knew when starting that, that it was going to have to come away at some point mm. and with everything, yeah. like with a dummy or with music or with whatever it is, like I, I always know that when I start something that if I'm not willing to keep it up, then it has to be, you know, temporary. And um and you literally just swiftly took that dummy off her. You're like, we're fucking done, gone. Yeah. And that made me laugh. I was like, poor Ollie, just give it back. You you made me feel so guilty about that. (laughs) Oh, but no. And so then it wasn't until like I'd taken all the steps that I thought I was that I thought I needed to take in order for Ollie's sleep to get back to normal. But then for you to come in and just be like, well, have you tried this? Or why don't you why don't you do this? Like, oh, it sounds like you've you've already done so many things to head in the right direction, but maybe, you know, push this sleep back just a little bit or whatever it was. And there were all these just like even minor tweaks that were so honestly so easy to implement. Like I really um, but it was just that like those moments where you go, fuck me, am I that much of a dumbass? Yeah. <laughs> like really, like to push no. up this bedtime back by one hour, just one hour. And she's a good no. kid at night. Like she's not a complete nightmare, really. Like as in in the evening, it. like after tea, she's quite good and she'll play quietly and whatever. But um, to push her bedtime back by one hour, and now she'll sleep like mm. seven hours in a row, <laughs> and my life is just so much better. so much better, so much better. And I honestly, like, I could not have done that without you. Like, I feel like my pride definitely got in the way of me um, contacting you <laughs> earlier. 
your guilt, your like internalized. You can't do it yourself. You want to be able to be the one who who gets your family out of this shit time. But you know what? There's no prizes for pride, and there's no you don't get a you don't get money. There is a prize though for your baby sleeping. What's that? You get to sleep. Oh. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, he slept, and look what happened. <laughs> no, this was while she wasn't sleeping. I don't know how this baby even got conceived. Honestly, I can't even remember. I was in the depths of sleep deprivation. <laughs> bit, of, oh. bit of sex. Uh, I was like, I was like, I'm sleeping sex, like unconscious sex. <laughs> Minute, what are you doing? <laughs> it might have been the sleep overnight or something. Sometimes yeah. it's so funny because my mother-in-law knew that we were having issues with Ollie's sleep, so she didn't want her for a sleepover for ages. Oh, really? I oh, <laughs> always sleep for the grandparents, though. No, no, no. She just sleeps in Nan's bed. Yeah. Yeah, bloody hell. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your experience with us, Nikita. I honestly didn't know much about sleep consultancy, but, yeah, what a great because service. You never I didn't need it. <laughs> a great needs, service. If you know anyone in the industry Super who specialises in adults, <laughs> then um, I'll, then I'll let you know. Real. I'm not sure, like, if swaddling me or making me go to bed an hour later is gonna help <laughs> maybe i could do a better sleep bedtime you need, routine you need some of these sticky blackout things that yeah. Nikita, um tells people to get and um well suggests i won't say tells but and then um what else some music maybe you need some nice no, i have amelia's music her bloody radio blaring in her bedroom wake up thinking there's people in my house and it's just talk back radio <laughs> <laughs> Oh. You could try some white noise. <laughs> no, that I find that so irritating. That's why Amelia, when Amelia was little, because she always needed noise because she spent like four weeks in a NICU. And so there's like always noise. And so when we got home, they said like white noise. And so we would do that. And I was like, fuck, that's annoying. Horrible. So I just brought a little radio and put a little radio in her room. So she's literally had a radio since she was like a month old. And now she's 10 and still listens to the radio. Like... I think she um, loves it. I think Hot nights the- with Abby. I'm really not sure what she's listening to. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I really thought too. Like this is just. <laughs> I really thought that buying a $140 sleep sound machine thing with a light that I could program with my phone was going to fix all my problems. And when it didn't, I think that was the moment when I was like. I actually need help with this yeah. because technology is going not- in the wrong direction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if Noddy want to sponsor the podcast, go for it. Noddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, it's actually good now that I've got all the other stuff going. <laughs> the Noddy works really well. But yeah, um, I think alone the Noddy cannot. Um, <laughs> Cannot withstand the weight I mean, of the Noddy, responsibility. Noddy's no one without his cat, isn't it? Oh, no, that's Postman Pat. <laughs> Noddy had a car. Noddy, Noddy, the it's little like... man with the little something. Anyway, <laughs> with the red and yellow car. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Oh, God. Um, I feel like there's so many nurses moving into, into business and consulting, which is so exciting. And nursing is so many things. You can literally, like, just put your career wherever you want it to be. I feel like health. In like health in general, health and wellness, like the space is like health and wellness. Yeah, the space is huge. You just have to start a podcast next. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's what everybody does. They start a nursing side hustle and then they start a podcast. Yeah, 
I'll leave that to you both. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we'll leave the sleep to you. Definitely. I'll be ringing you day one when this baby comes out not sleeping. I'll be like, right, let's go. I'll be there. (laughs) Well, I hope one day I have the guts to start my own business. So watch this space and um, watch Nikita's space. You can follow her on Instagram at Sleep Nurse Nikita. She gives regular sleep tips and advice and has amazing giveaways too. And like, honestly, if you're struggling with sleep, wait till Nikita puts out a story. Don't just message her asking for free hot chips. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) you can follow us at Two Humorous Nurses Podcast um, or on our private Facebook group. Just search up Two Humorous Nurses Podcast, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Um, send us an email to hello at twohumorousnurses.podcast.com. Uh, How many times do you want to say twohumorousnurses.com in one sentence? That's humorous like the bone, H-U-M-E-R-U-S. Bye. Thanks, Nikita. Thank you so much. You're so awesome. Thank you for coming on.